0: what is up everybody welcome to another edition of curveballs and share shots my name is brandon tanguma Sitting electronically more than six feet away from me is my lovely and esteemed co-host Dominic Hobson. Dominic, we're doing this quite early. Maybe the earliest we've ever done it. We're doing it at noon. You got a full belly of Popeyes in your tummy. You're not drunk yet. Might change throughout the podcast. But Dominic, how are you doing today?
1: Brandon, I'm doing wonderful. You know, like you just said, I did eat. I feel energized. I feel comfortable. I feel a lot of I feels right now.
0: Is, is that no. going to be the, the crutch word of the day instead of uh, I think, or you know?
1: You know, I think that might happen.
0: There That's you go. Fine. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll bring out like a curveballs and tr- uh, cherry shots drinking game. How Every time I say so, every
1: time Dominic says, you know, bars. But then they're going to, whoever, whoever does listen will be literally fucked up by the end of the podcast. Oh,
0: just like you. Pretty much. How are you, Brandon? Uh, you know, I'm doing just fine. Unfortunately, we have to start off with another death that has happened in the world of pro wrestling. Tiny Lister, otherwise known as Zeus, passed away yesterday. Even though he does have ties to wrestling, he was Zeus in the No Holds Barred movie. He wrestled, I believe it was at a SummerSlam against Hulk Hogan in the tag team match. I remember him more from as Debo from Friday, Dominic your thoughts on the passing of Zeus kind of, kind of out of nowhere.
1: Well, I I will say it's definitely sad. I mean, we lose him. And then when we lost, um, I don't remember the actor's name, but it's what, what was his name in uh, Friday? His dad, the dad of of ice cube. What was his name? Do you remember it? No, nothing, Brandon. Nope. Just going to leave me hanging there. Okay. I thought
0: you were talking to the studio audience. No, I'll, I'll, to you. I was
1: trying to Google it right now for you just so I get his exact name. I don't know. I can't remember his exact I don't remember. I, all I remember is Pops, is that is what Cube used to call him or Craig used to call him. Um, but we lost him. Now we lose him. We're looking for John Witherspoon. John Witherspoon. Is he related to Reese no. Witherspoon? No? no? Okay. Um, just saying. Sad day. I never knew he wrestled that match maybe just i'm not a wrestling buff like brandon you know really big wrestling buff i mean i heard you're smarter than another podcast so i um, of course i did
0: everything. do a i did do a wrestling trivia on trap toward hell dominic maybe uh, at the end of the podcast would you like to take a swing at it because we did do some trivia a couple nights ago in our Fortnite session
1: i mean i definitely would not i, I would enjoy it you know just to show people how stupid or yet maybe smart i am Okay. Well, well, there
0: you go. Stick around at the end of the podcast. Dominic will take the trapdoor to hell wrestling quiz. And let's see. I I don't exactly remember which ones Travis and Tyler got right. I know Tyler did end up winning, but we're going to keep the same points system. So let's see if Dominic, well, I guess I already asked you one of those questions. So that one doesn't count, but we'll, uh, we'll do that at the end of the podcast. Now let's get into some sports. We actually have some baseball news to talk about. Not exactly the biggest names, have been signed or traded, but we actually have something. So the White Sox have made some moves. They traded for Lance Lynn and they have signed Adam Eaton, two veteran names. Uh, personally, Lance Lynn was really good with the Rangers. You know, he's fastball, everything sinker, cutter, four seam. It's just everything is fastballs with movement. And he was very productive last year. Adam Eaton, on the other hand, not exactly productive. He does have ties to the White Sox that's kind of where he made it a name for himself a few years back I like the Lance Lynn deal a little better Adam Eaton I mean we all think it's a 60 game season I don't think we want to take too much away from it but he is a little older maybe he's on the downward spiral but uh, the White Sox making some moves trying to make that next step after losing in the wild card game last year.
1: I mean, I know with Lynn, Lynn's a good addition Eaton. I'm not too sure. Um, do you think it's it – does having Eaton really boost their rotation or anything to to a uh, playoff contending? Or do, does it just kind of keep them the same? What do you think?
0: You're asking me what does Adam Eaton do for the uh, pitching
1: staff for – I White don't so- know who the fuck Adam Eaton is. I don't give a fuck about him. I'm a fucking Barry dude. don't give a fuck about the white Sox.
0: you're fucking bear you do well uh, well he's he's an outfielder dominic just just letting you know he was a part of the world series champion washington nationals two years or last year i guess so still don't know who the fuck he is not like he's a he's a no-name he did he does like the vroom vroom celebration with harry kendrick i mean come on legendary stuff right
1: he sounds like he's a fucking washed up
0: player to me Dominic, he might be a washed up player, Dominic, even though you have no idea who Adam Eaton is, you might not be wrong about that. Someone who also may be washed up, that is Carlos Santana. We're going to stick in the American League Central. He has signed with the Kansas City Royals. The Indians may be on the rebuild looking to trade Francisco Lindor. Jose Ramirez, who the fuck knows what's going to be going on with him, but Santana going to Kansas City this doesn't exactly mean Kansas city is, you know, going to make a playoff push by any means. It's a decent piece, you know, maybe a veteran presence with the very young crew that they have over there. Dominic, what do you think uh, with this signing?
1: Definitely. I I think it helps Kansas city. Don't know. um, I don't know how trading him would help Cleveland, but I mean, yeah, you got to go to a hot start is.
0: because they didn't trade him. He just signed. Free. You know business.
1: what? I I, I kind of want to restart the podcast because I feel like I'm making a real big ass of myself and I can't deal with with it right now.
0: Making, making a big old ass of yourself. Yeah. Mm, got a fat ass. Maybe. 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 OK, let's uh, let's let's move right along and let's talk about oh, this f- is bullshit. What would you, would you, this, this, do, do you do? I mean, to compliment you on your fat ass or something? What am I supposed to do no, with that? No, I mean,
1: I just you know, you know, just you know, you know, it's bullshit.
0: Anyways, Dave Dombrowski, former uh, I don't even know what you call it, general manager, president of baseball ops with the Red Sox, won a World Series over there, has now signed with the Philadelphia Phillies to become their president of baseball operations. The Phillies. Seemingly going to let JT Realmuto go. They have Bryce Harper, the corner piece, going to be there a long time. The Phillies, a top market, kind of crying that they don't have that much money because of the pandemic. They save, they sign Dave Dombrowski, who has a history of being a big time spender. So the actions of the Phillies right now kind of doesn't correlate to who they sign to be making these moves, Dominic.
1: Uh, can I just ask a question here? Why does it fucking matter we're covering something like this? You know what I mean. Like, why is it such a big deal? Wouldn't you be more interested in covering more like players than fucking GM, president of operations? You know what I mean? Because they're the ones who sign the players. Yeah, but who gives a fuck about this guy?
0: Uh, well, like, I mean, if if they don't resign JT remuto if they don't make a sign, if they don't make any moves, it's because the pres, the baseball president ops is of the president of baseball ops isn't making those moves dominic i'm just saying we can't talk about the player moves if the if the gms are making the moves
1: i'm just saying you know we're talking about something that to me is not that big of a deal i feel like that the bigger you should talk about the manager and then you know coaching staff and then you know the players why the fuck do i give a fuck about you know the president president of operations whatever like who gives a fuck Once again, because they're an integral
0: part in creating the team. Don McGraw to a rip-roaring start right now. Maybe we should Eh. never. Maybe we should never do a noon podcast ever again.
1: Probably not, because usually I get more time to kind of like you know, research a little bit more than looking like a complete and utter dumbass. So, you know. Well, anyways,
0: this is an interesting move. As I said, I, I think. The, the Phillies will be making some moves. Maybe they're not going to be the Yankees just throwing money everywhere because the owner has kind of said that, you know, they're broke, even though they're one of the top markets in the country. But uh, we're going to have to stay tuned to find out. Bryce Harper, I think, might waste away his prime years in Philly if they don't build around them. They desperately need pitching, especially a bullpen. That bullpen is absolutely atrocious. They need some, some bullpen help. Will that happen? Will that happen? Will they actually, you know, if they make a few moves here and there, will they make a playoff push and be a World Series contender? I still don't think so. But they sign a big name, a big signing, one might say. Some people might say they don't really give a fuck about presidents of baseball operations. But that's for uh, some people to discuss elsewhere. Right, Dominic?
1: Uh, I, I I want to petition this podcast. I want to petition for a restart, but, you know, you won't let it happen. So, Yeah, well.
0: This is the kind of audio quality people have come to know and love. Now, let's actually get into something that Dominic cares about. Players. Players signing, even though. Who signs these players,
1: Dominic? People. The people, people sign people. the players. People you know sign what? the players. I, we don't care about the people. I, I want the fans to start signing players. You know, fuck the, this operations bitch. Let the players decide. And the fans.
0: Just full-blown mutiny. Let the, the fans who aren't under contract with the the team just sign everybody just bring out Twitter polls, Twitter polls will decide everything. That's, that's a new free agency. Yeah. Fuck it. I mean, I mean, we're heading towards that way anyways. All right. Uh, so Paul George has signed a five year, $226 million extension to stay with the Los Angeles Clippers. I mean, Paul George kind of made a meme of himself, you know, shooting a three off the backboard or off the side of the backboard in the playoffs PG 13 in the playoffs, not exactly a set the world on fire, but the Clippers commit to him, him and uh Kawhi Leonard, a good one, two punch, probably not the best one, two punch in the NBA, but a good solid core to build around Dominic. Your thoughts on the Clippers staying committed to PG 13.
1: I don't think it's a great move. I definitely think it's not going to help their chances of winning unless they can start building around them. Like you just mentioned, um, I think five years maybe. I know that's probably the max and probably what they wanted, but I think maybe three years with, you know, a little less money just so you can have the option to sign and go after maybe somebody a little bit, a little more trade value or, you know, something along the lines of that. But it's whatever. I've never really been a fan of Paul George. Um, So I I really don't think he's all – ever since the injury, he hasn't really been the same. So I don't think he's worth the money anyways. So I hope I hope he does well, but fuck him. I hope he does well,
0: but fuck him. Uh, I mean, Steve Ballmer is kind of just a, a fucking super rich dude who doesn't really care, and he's just going to give money to everybody because he wants to put on the best team and he wants to win. I think Paul George is – he's a good secondary piece. I think he's probably one of the better two guys that you can have behind Kawhi Letter. Now I think the – clippers probably need to build up a better bench they need to get you know a solid guard really you know a solid point guard maybe to facilitate between Kawhi and uh Paul George but uh I I mean I picked the Clippers to win last year I still think they're a strong contender to knock off the Lakers but Lakers are still going to be there they're still going to be a front runner and we're gonna have to wait and see if they make any other moves to really bolster that lineup to uh challenge well I mean we're we're like a few weeks away so pretty much nothing really else for them to do maybe they make a trade midway through the season uh we shall
1: find so, out So so you're you're saying in the western finals it's Lakers Clippers?
0: Yeah, we don't know. I mean those Suns, watch out for those Suns. Sne- sneaky good this year, who knows. Devin Booker and CP3. Okay. Well, we'll we'll have to wait and see. But I mean
1: Don definitely knows that the Warriors are going to make the make it to the Western Conference Finals, right? I feel like they're just they're going to sneak into the playoffs and I think I think they'll be out like first round, second round. I I don't think they're going to be for a number of years won't be doing anything else until they can get Clay in 100% and figure out what the f- if Draymond's worth anything or not.
0: Speaking of trades, we have a James Harden update. The regular season is just around the corner. They're beginning to start some preseason games. Uh, I mean, Christmas is only a few weeks away and James Harden still hasn't reported to camp. And we've heard some news that he has kind of an updated trade destination list. Uh, Milwaukee or Miami is a possible trade candidate, but it seems as though still the 76ers are the leading
1: candidates. I mean, I, I feel like he only wants to leave because he knows he's not going to get anywhere in the West. And for now, you know, the East has always been. Considered the easier division. So I think he's just trying to get out of the West while he's still good enough to have value. He He's fucking just such a bitch. God, I, I've never liked James Harden. I think he's just the worst. I hope I hope he stays in Houston and just gets fucking demolished.
0: Well, Dominic, uh, speaking some hot fire right now. I mean, Milwaukee, uh, Giannis... Maybe people thought it was a foregone conclusion that he would resign. I mean, pump the brakes on that. I don't think uh, Giannis and uh, the Bucks are, are going to be together for too much longer. Let's be honest. So if they trade uh, James Harden, I mean, you have to like trade everybody around Giannis to get him. And I just don't know if Giannis and James Harden are like a, I mean, Harden just jacks up a bunch of threes. He'll miss like 60% of them. And then Giannis gets the rebound and, slams at home. I mean, it seems like a, a good plan, but I mean, there's also three other people that
1: need to be on the court with them. And that's, that, that's why I don't like James Harden. Not, not, not to say that, you know, somebody who, who gets compared to James Harden a lot is Curry. Not to say that Curry doesn't just shoot up random threes, but I mean, he does, he's more consistent than Harden. Uh, um, but Curry also has no issue giving the ball up. I feel like Harden is a ball hog, a ball hog. He's always been a ball hog. You know, so it
0: is James I, Harden ruining basketball, just like LeBron and Curry.
1: No, he just ruins the game for me because it, it makes me not want to watch it when he's on the screen.
0: Uh, the Miami, I don't really see that one working out. I mean, James Harden and Jimmy Butler. I don't know exactly how those uh, those egos would exactly mend. Well, I mean, Jimmy Butler kind of just burns all the bridges that he has really he's playing but uh i mean i think ultimately he will go to the sixers maybe we get like the blockbuster james harden for ben simmons trade that we all kind of think uh, might happen but uh we shall find out now let's move into the world of pro football and make some picks on pro football otherwise known as
1: not in the mood today so it's just going to be dominic's picks bum bum
0: wow i didn't know i was doing the jingles jeez well, maybe Dominic will be in a better mood knowing that he actually beat me last week. He had a 10 and 6 record. I had a 9 and 7 record. Dominic's record is two games behind me with a 120 74 and 1 record. I have 122 72 and 1 record. Going back to yesterday's game, the New England Patriots stayed the week in Los Angeles after just railroading the los angeles chargers they get railroaded by the los angeles rams the rams beat them 24 to 3 cam Akers has a career day setting a rookie i don't know if it's a rookie rushing record for the rams or the most since jerome bettis back in the early 90s but the rams just came out ran the ball down their throats stopped cam newton we even got a uh my god what the hell uh what the hell is the, uh, the backup's name? Ste- Ste- not Stefan. Dominic, help me out here.
1: Daryl Henderson?
0: No, the Q- backup QB for the uh, the Patriots.
1: Oh, I don't... I, I, really? I don't know Cam Newton. I don't know. Come on, bro. Is it Steven I don't. Jared
0: Stidham. There we go. We had a Jared Stidham. I knew it started with an S, but I didn't want to, like, fuck it up. We had a Jared Stidham uh, appearance because maybe it was because... Cam has the abdominal injury; didn't want to risk it. Maybe they thought Stidham has, you know, a better arm talent to maybe throw their way back into the game. But Bill Belichick came out after and said Cam is still their quarterback. Dominic, your thoughts on it yesterday's game?
1: I watched some of it. I saw how Acres. I mean, you you sent the text out saying that, uh, you know, he's gonna have a hundred yards in the first quarter. I'm like, no, 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 no. And next play, is that because you didn't for- watch the game and didn't know what the hell I was talking about? No, I was watching the game, but I didn't know how many. I didn't see the graphic to see how many yards he already had, and then I looked one on the fantasy app, and I saw he's at like eighty six. I'm like, oh, he, f- holy shit, he fucking might. So, I definitely agree, Cam makers, definitely when healthy, a force to be reckoned with. So, I mean that that that's all I take away from it really is Cam makers. If he stays healthy all next season, I mean, I really see him being, you know, top quarterback in the league
0: think Cam Akers is going to be the top quarterback in the
1: league next year. Running back. God damn, this is why I don't want to fucking do a fucking afternoon podcast ever again. I look like a fucking idiot. I swear to God, if I hear any bullshit, I'm going to fucking murder people.
0: I mean, I thought maybe if we do an earlier podcast, you'd be like well rested. You're going to be ready to go. I told you, you got a full belly. Maybe it's because you have a full belly. You're ready for nap time. Is
1: that it? I'm, I'm, I'm really fucking irritated right now because I feel like such a fucking dumbass. Uh, so th- the Rams, they-,
0: they got a good win last week against the Cardinals, get another good win against the Patriots. They're trending in the right direction. Arizona, I'm not going to say they're in a downward spiral, but they do not look like the same Cardinals from uh, the beginning of the season. The Seahawks losing to the Giants. Now maybe that's the Giants kind of clicking defensively, but I- Rams definitely are uh, on the right track as we head into the end of the season. The Patriots will not have a double-digit win record for the first time in i believe 17 years since like before the tom brady era so that or like early in the tom brady era so that is a uh, very impressive for bill belichick uh i mean new England still kind of clinging to life to make a playoffs uh push i mean the raiders uh what's the even the ravens you know they're all kind of in that 500 mix to maybe get that seven or six seed. so the rams definitely an early favorite in the nfc new England. They're going to be bottom of the barrel, maybe on the outside, looking in
1: Brandon. Tell me right now, is it going to be a chiefs repeat?
0: Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the way the Rams, I mean, if we were to say like, Oh, the Rams against the chiefs, I think the Rams have the defense to keep them in check. I mean, you have Jalen Ramsey. If he shadows Tyree kill, I think he can keep up with them. Uh, and they have the running game. I mean, as we saw, if Cam Akers or whoever is the hot hand at the moment can just run the ball on Kansas City and keep Patrick Mahomes off the field, I think we've seen that's the recipe for success. But, I mean, Kansas City is just – it's Kansas City. I think if, if we're going to pick one team as, like, the favorite and, like, if we had a pie chart, they definitely would have the
1: highest percentage. Because Don't get me wrong. Kansas City definitely – force to be reckoned with, but what the Steelers have been doing this season, I mean, it's it, its kind of hard to take that away from them. So I, I got a good feeling we're going to have a new champion this year. That's not the Chiefs.
0: Well, we will talk about the Steelers in a little bit, but now let's actually get into the picks. The Tennessee Titans go to Jacksonville to take on the Jaguars. The Titans losing to the Chicago, uh, Cleveland Browns. They made it closer than it actually was. Jacksonville takes the Vikings to overtime. After getting their first win in the first game, Jacksonville has not won a game since. Dominic, do you think they can beat the Tennessee
1: Titans at home? I don't think so. I I think the Titans, not not to say it was a fluke loss, but Jacksonville just sucks balls. So I'll go with, with Tennessee.
0: I will go Tennessee as well. I think this is going to be a big Derrick Henry game. We've seen that Jacksonville has kind of enough talent offensively to kind of keep themselves in games. So maybe Ryan Tannehill in the passing game will have to throw a little bit more than people would expect. But that Jacksonville defense, not very good. Derrick Henry going to have a big one here. Uh, Speaking of Jacksonville's last week's opponent, the Minnesota Vikings, they take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Tampa Bay, the Bucks coming off their bye week after losing to the Kansas City Chiefs. As I said, Minnesota squeaking out a victory against Jacksonville in OT. Minnesota clinging to playoff life. Tampa Bay kind of solidly holding a wild card spot at the moment, but you know they kind of rattle off some losses. Maybe they'll be fighting for that seven or six seed. Dominic,
1: see, I I don't know where to. She's playing Fortnite, leave her alone. I don't know where to, where to go with this one. I feel like Minnesota definitely has the ability to beat them. But I I, I think Tom Brady, well-rested, will come out shining. Evans and Brown and all of them will, will just be, go crazy and go off. So I think I'll go with Tampa Bay.
0: Menace, I mean, we've seen that maybe if you have like those high powered offenses and, and maybe like in terms of wide receivers, I mean, we saw Tyreek Hill go off. We saw the Rams uh, beat him up. So I'm, I'm going to go with Minnesota here with the upset. I know it's off a of bye week So maybe Tampa Bay and Bruce Arians was able to kind of very prepare for Minnesota, but I'm going to go with Minnesota, not off the back of Devin cook. I'm going to go off the back of Kirk cousins and Justin Jefferson, Jeff Justin Jefferson going to have a big game this week. Watch out for that then let's move over to possibly at least my Super Bowl favorites maybe not Dominic's the Kansas City Chiefs travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins uh, Tua seemingly is still the quarterback over there Kansas City squeaking out a victory against the Denver Broncos uh solid matchup on paper I think the Miami Dolphins defense can give the Kansas City offense some fits See what I did there, like Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic. Uh, Dominic, what do you think? Do you think Miami can pull off the upset at home
1: against the Chiefs? I definitely don't think so. I think the Chiefs are just – I, I do agree. I think the Dolphins' defense will, will mess them up, but it's nowhere near enough to stop Holmes and company. So I'll go with Kansas City.
0: I'm going to go with Kansas City as well. I, I think I'm going to give the Dolphins a little bit more credit than you. I think I have faith in the Kansas City – are the Miami defense more than I have it in the offense. I think Tua, uh, I mean, he's fine. He has, he's gonna have his rookie struggles, but I think overall, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes, they're gonna cook. They're gonna get enough points to where maybe Miami can't exactly keep up with them. Then the Denver Broncos will take on the Carolina Panthers. Dominic, uh Panthers also coming off of a bye here. As I said, Denver losing to Kansas City. Uh, two kind of mediocre bottom-tier teams. So, not exactly the sexist matchup on paper.
1: So, I was so excited because I'm like, okay, McCaffrey's going to come back bye week, extra day, you know, whatever. And I think he's still list, listed at, da- listed at da- doubtful. I'm fucking stuttering now. God damn it. You got me all flustered branded. Um, so with that being said, I think I will go with the Broncos to have a sneaky good game and defeat the Carolina Panthers.
0: All right. I will go with the Panthers on this one. That is if the game is being played from what I've heard, you know, we haven't had too many. We haven't had a big old outbreak in Carolina. We had a lot of positive tests early in the week, but that seemingly has died down. I will go with Carolina to get the win here. It is at home, coming off the bye week. I know I just kind of said the opposite for Tampa Bay. But, uh, I mean, I think Denver is mean, kind of like an, a, a difficult team to kind of pinpoint because they have, like, their moments. But then, you know, they also have their moments where they're not very good. But, yeah. Then let's move on to the Houston Texans taking on the Chicago Bears. Bears, once again, are in free fall, losing to the Lions last week while the Texans put up a fight against the Colts, but ultimately fell short. Uh, David Johnson, running back for the Texans, might not play due to a personal issue. So not only will Deshaun Watson not have his lead wide receiver, he might not have his lead running back going up against the Chicago Bears. I mean, the defense has kind of fallen apart. In the past few weeks, the offense has kind of picked back up. Dominic, what do, you, do you think Chicago can actually uh, get the win here and finally get a
1: win? I, I want to say yes, just because I feel like it. There, it, it's <sighs> Brandon. I need help on this one. Who do you? Who do you? Who do you got? Last week,
0: I I tried to put my faith in the Bears. It didn't work. Houston. I mean, they're just – it's Deshaun Watson, so it's like they have a puncher's chance. David Johnson might not be there. He's not exactly having a, a you know, breakout year anyways. But I'm going to go with the Bears to win. I, I don't feel confident because it's the Bears, but at least they're like at full strength. So that's kind of what I'm leaning towards.
1: You're leaning towards the Bears' full strength, and then Houston with Watson, better quarterback. Um, I'll go with Houston like you said it's they have a a chance so I think I'll go with Houston I think it's gonna be a pretty bad game though so
0: then we get Arizona taking on the New York football Giants at the Meadowlands as I said the Giants had a surprising victory against the Seagulls last week I believe Daniel Jones is like questionable. So we don't exactly know what his status is at the moment. So maybe we're going to get another Colt McCoy game, baby. Uh Yeah. So at the moment, Daniel Jones is questionable. Uh, But as I said earlier as well, Arizona not doing so hot compared to what they're doing at the beginning of the season. So two teams kind of going in opposite directions. Dominic, what, what are you, what are you looking at here?
1: I'll put my money on the giants. Um Just because I think Murray still has a lingering issue. I can't put, I, don't know if they said if it's still hurting him or not, but just Arizona has been kind of going down. John's been trending up. So I'll go with the Giants. All
0: right. I mean, I, I think this could be a, a really good game. Maybe it's, I, I mean, I just, the Giants, I think offensively, especially if Daniel Jones isn't playing, might not be able to keep up with Arizona if Kyler Murray is not exactly 100% healthy, but healthy enough to put up some points. So I'm going to go with Arizona here, uh, maybe just to outduel them, maybe like, you know, 28 to 17, just because I, I don't have too much faith in the Giants offense. I think Wayne Goldman has has had a really good year, but uh, outside of that, if Colt McCoy is the quarterback. Don't have too much faith in the Giants. Then uh, continuing uh, another dud of a game, unless you have some gambling addiction or some fantasy football ties, the Dallas Cowboys take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Dallas losing to the Baltimore Ravens, as they probably should. Cincinnati losing to uh, Miami. Brandon Allen, I believe, is still going to be the quarterback for Cincy. I mean, two you know bad defenses going up against some 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 offenses that have weapons so maybe this can be like a fun shootout but on paper not not exactly a sexy matchup
1: i think i'll 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 go i'll take a chance at the cincinnati i feel like they are it's gonna be a weird game like you said it's a dud i i think cincinnati would just be a little bit better than the dud they've been lately
0: and then i'll go with dallas we got a lot of differentiating picks here so maybe dominic will overtake me next week but i think dallas yeah that defense is just god awful but they were facing the ravens i i don't think the Bengals are exactly the ravens offensively so i i think that cooper you know zeke maybe even cd lamb can uh, be very productive and uh, have a big game to outpace the Bengals. sorry mr x then we have the indianapolis colts taking on the las vegas raiders the raiders whoo Almost lost to the winless Jets, but thank God for Greg Williams being an absolute fucking idiot by sending a zero blitz on a last-second Hail Mary play, and Henry Ruggs burnt them over the top, and they win the game. Now, the Colts, Dominic, are not the Jets, but Vegas is at home. Are you still going to ride with the Raiders? Ride or die, baby. And that's your analysis? Just ride or die?
1: Well, I I mean, I don't want to go if I think too much into it, I'm going to realize how much better the Colts are than the Jets and how the Raiders have been struggling. Like they've been like they have bursts of greatness and how these middle tier good teams have been the issues lately. So if I think too much about it then I'm going to say the Colts, but I want to be right or die. So I'm going to Raiders.
0: Well, I will differentiate from you. Again, I believe that's, what, five straight differentiating picks. I will go with the Colts on this one. I mean, I think offensively, the Colts are are doing really well. I think defensively, maybe kind of taking a step back from what they were early in the season, but I think that kind of trades off to where they can be at the same level. And the Colts still fighting for that uh, AFC South lead. But you got to remember, though,
1: The Raiders have always – they've had a love-hate relationship with Philip Rivers. So you also got to think about that whenever – like for the past couple years, Rivers hasn't really been doing well against the Raiders. So I also take that into consideration.
0: New team, new Rivers, baby. You're a bitch. I know, I'm a bitch. Uh, T.Y. Hilton coming back from the grave last week. Maybe he can stay resurrected. We shall see. Now, moving on, the New York football Jets take on the Seattle Seagulls at Seattle. The Jets were so, so close. They almost won, but they did not. Can they win against the Seahawks, who are vying, trying to keep up with the Rams for that NFC West title?
1: I'm going to say no. I think I'm going to go with the Seagulls, and we will hope to God that their defense— does well so it's pretty much a blowout i think the seagulls are such a better team than the raiders so i think in my head i'm doing math it should be a blowout
0: i will go with the seagulls as well not exactly uh, any reasoning behind it just that uh, they're, they're playing the jets so that's why I'm picking them. We get the Green Bay Packers traveling to Detroit to take on the Lions. Lions get a win against the Bears after Matt Patricia gets fired. New look, new uh, new coach who this? Do you think the Lions can pull off the upset at home and beat Aaron Rodgers and the Packers?
1: No, I think the Packers are just kicking ass lately. So Aaron Rodgers... um, Adams, really fucking everybody over there in Green Bay is just kicking ass. So I'm gonna go with Green Bay,
0: and I will go with Green Bay as well. I, I mean, Detroit, I think, will put up a fight, but the Packers are not the are not the Bears. So that is that. Then the Atlanta Falcons take on the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers, as we talked about earlier, just got absolutely blown the fuck out by the New England Patriots. The Falcons kept pace with the uh, Saints, but ultimately lost. Dominic, do you see a a big bounce back here from Justin Herbert and the Chargers?
1: I definitely can believe it. I think from one of these peoples at the other podcast stated that Julio Jones isn't playing. So I think that will hurt the Falcons offense terribly. So I think I will go with the Chargers.
0: I will go with the chargers as well. I picked them last week to win and I got burnt, but I'm going to ride or die with Justin hair bear. I I think, I mean, the Falcons defense is definitely not the new England defense. I know they kind of got burnt running the ball last uh, this week against the Rams, but, uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. Big bounce back win, and if they lose again, I mean, I think Anthony Lynn's job is already on the hot seat already. If if he ends up losing to the Falcons in embarrassing fashion, I think not saying he's going to get fired this week, but uh, I think he's gone at the end of the season.
1: Damn, that's a uh, that that's terrible. I really just, do. Just terrible. Just terrible.
0: We don't want anyone losing their jobs here, but if, if you know. The writing's on the wall. I gotta I gotta read it.
1: But fuck fuck the president of operations. Fuck that guy. Yeah.
0: Dominic says fuck that guy. Because what do they do? They just are the president of the baseball ops for a baseball team. Anyways, uh Anyways. the Washington football team takes on the San Francisco 49ers in Arizona. The football team beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers on Monday. Now I told you. Washington was going to put up a fight. I ultimately did not pick them, but uh, I knew Washington was kind of trending in the right direction. San Francisco losing to the Bills last week also on Monday. Dominic, uh, what what are you what are you seeing here? Do you think Washington continue its hot streak and keep pace with the Giants in the NFC East?
1: 100% agree with that last statement. I think the Washington almost said it's the football team will continue this Alex Smith is just I mean come back of the year right So I mean all he, there was a, just,
0: all he had to do was just step back on the football field and he wins it wins it and now he's challenging for a, a division title I mean just name the title after
1: just name the award after him. I mean I think so right but I will go with Washington.
0: I will go with Washington as well. Antonio Gibson, I believe, has been ruled out. So JD McKissick and Peyton Barber are going to be handling the bulk of the touches. Don't think that's going to matter too much. Uh, San Francisco, I think offensively, I've gotten a little bit better. Yeah, Nick Mullins isn't exactly the best quarterback in the world, but neither is Jimmy G. So uh, it's basically more predicated on the Kyle Shanahan offense and the scheme, and I think they they do good enough, but I think Washington, that defense, that defense is uh, really good at the moment. I think Washington will win here. Then staying in the NFC, the New Orleans Saints travel to Philadelphia to take on Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Now, Dominic, I know you're in the group chat where me and Tyler were talking about Carson Wentz. He has officially been benched for Jalen Hurts. What are you expecting from this rookie quarterback going up against a tough, I think the best defense in the NFL than the Saints?
1: Big, big things. I feel, I think New Orleans is going to relax because they think, oh, his rookie Philadelphia Eagles, they suck. I think he's going to put up big numbers. He's going to be very impressive on his debut. Not not enough to win, but definitely very impressive numbers. I will go with the Saints. I will go with the Saints
0: as well. I think when Hurts came in against the Packers, they, the Packers were already up so big that they kind of were playing lax and they were playing off coverage. So I think that's kind of why his numbers are inflated a little bit more than maybe they should have been. But from what I saw in college, I think Jalen Hurts is a really good quarterback. And Carson, but Carson Wentz, on the other hand, I don't know what's going on with him if he's like just broken down and just, you know, scared. Not, I mean, I don't want to say scared, but uh, maybe I like ever since he had that injury, that leg injury that took him out of the Super Bowl run, he hasn't exactly been the same since. And I don't know if that's like, a, it, it must be like something mental because. Like he was so athletic and so mobile and everything like that. And ever since that happened, he's just not the same quarterback. And what do you think Carson wants his future? Not only in Philadelphia, but in the
1: NFL. I mean, we've seen it time and time again with other quarterbacks when they have injuries that, you know, it's a, not, a, I wouldn't say it was a devastating injury, but I mean, it was something that, you know, it stopped him from competing in the Super Bowl and winning that, having that big moment. Um, I mean, I feel like it's going to take something major. Uh, he definitely needs to seek some kind of psychiatric help just because he needs to talk about it. He needs to get whatever whatever's in his head isn't corresponding to his body and being what he used to be. Um, I, I couldn't tell you. I think he just needs to talk it out because I think what's going to end up happening is you're going to see Hearst is going to play the rest of the game or the rest of the season and come, come into next, next year. What's going to happen? You're going to have Wentz on the bench. You're going to be a backup. That, that, I don't think so. So he definitely needs to figure his shit out.
0: That is a very expensive backup. And that's kind of the conundrum with Carson Wentz is he has talent. I mean, I'm pretty sure if he was on his rookie deal or, you know, a, a lower deal, I think some teams would maybe take a flyer on him, but he just owed so much money next year, especially that I don't think anyone wants to kind of handle that burden for a quarterback that is definitely not worth the money now and maybe not be worth that much money in the future. I mean, there is an out after next year, but Philadelphia has to at least take the brunt of it next year before they can kind of alleviate some of that, that
1: cap space or cap hit. I, I I don't know. I don't know. Fuck. I don't want to say it because I feel like you're going to fucking, you know, do I need
0: need to explain contracts to you, Dominic? Is there a contract question you, you want me to answer.
1: No, I don't want to say something else because you're I've already said some stupid fucking things, but that probably would have been the stupidest thing I fucking said today. Oh come on, Don. You can't just
0: tease me with, with the gimmick and then not say it. I won't say the gimmick, I promise. Bible. Bible? Bible. Bible. Uh, not saying that somebody else won't say it, but I won't say it.
1: Oh, okay, deal. Um no, I was saying that I feel like Actually, no, I wouldn't be a trade because he would be off the team. Never mind, I figured out my own question. But you can't just, I, I i need to know what you were gonna say, Dominic. Well, I
0: you, was thinking we can't just have like a you know,
1: forty-five second bit and then just not say it. Well, I was thinking you can—you tr- know—they would try to shop him for something, but I am like, well, if they wait one more year, then he—they'll just cut him and it's whatever. So. Dominic always looking to trade.
0: Always looking to trade. You know, Dominic, you would be a good person at, at, at a president of you know ops.
1: No, fuck that position. I'll, I'd rather be manager. You
0: rather be a manager?
1: Like a like a lead, one might say. No, I am a department leader I want to be the manager. Equipment manager? Shout out Jake and
0: Josh. Shout out iCarly. Making a I'm making a return. We're gonna watch it. Reviews for iCarly coming soon. I heard
1: somebody told me that he like saw her sucking dick at a truck stop or something like that.
0: That's what I've heard. I've heard Miranda Cosgrove was allegedly a truck stop whore, but that was just some rotten onion article that someone just ran with and didn't actually check up on, but I digress. Okay. 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 Sunday night football. We have a good one here. The Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Buffalo to take on the bills. Steelers getting their first loss handed to them by the football team after the long layoff of the Rona and Thanksgiving being pushed back to Wednesday and now everything that happened there, the Steelers offensively not looking all that great Buffalo. On the other hand is absolutely lit it up against the 49ers. It is in Buffalo. Got to check the weather and see exactly what's going on there. But Dominic, do you think the Steelers after going 11 and zero, are going to drop back to back games?
1: I mean, taking a loss like they did, I will fuck up their, their psyche a little bit. And like you said, with everything being fucking the schedule being moved around and everything, I really think they're going to drop back to back game. So I'll go with the bills.
0: I was kind of hoping you go with the Steelers. I mean, you hyped up the Steelers so much saying that they're the favorite over Kansas City. And then you just go against them and pick the bills. Well, i like to keep you on your toes. Show me the toes. I will go with. I mean, we've differentiated so much, so I will go with the bills as well uh I, I do think that the question the offense of the Steelers is not exactly hitting right now i think james Conner is scheduled to return because benny snell was not the answer last week against the football team but i think uh buffalo starting to hit their stride yet john brown won't be on uh the game won't be on the team because of the he's still an ir i think Don't want to say exactly, but he's still on IR. Uh, I think Buffalo will win. Should be a really fun game on Sunday night. Then moving on to Monday, the Baltimore Ravens take on the Cleveland Browns. This is a big, big game for the Browns. I know they just beat the Tennessee Titans, maybe stamping that they are a legit contender, but going up against a division rival, they hold a playoff spot. The Ravens are on the outside looking in at the moment. If the Cleveland Browns can get the win here at home, I think on a national televised game this this will be a big big deal for them dominic
1: brandon i've said this for many years i like the browns i like the browns the ravens are having a lot of fucking issues so i think the browns will upset the ravens i'll go with the browns okay okay
0: okay i keep doubting the browns i keep saying you know they're not legit they everyone that they won were just cupcakes And I'm going to keep going with it. They're playing the Ravens. I think the Ravens will win here. They got their backs to the wall. They know they got to, you know, put up or shut up time. I will go with the Ravens to get the win here. Now that'll do it for the sports talk. Now let's get into the fan mail segment. Otherwise known
1: as Mr. X's questions of the week. And it's
0: just Mr. X's questions because I, I know we're doing it earlier than normal. And so I did the gimmick on on the Instagram, and poor Haley, our number one fan, has not reached out to us. You know, <clears throat> hate hate to see it, but uh, whatever. Maybe, maybe next week. Maybe next week she'll she'll send it a question.
1: It's just revenge because you know I was the last to say hello and the last to say goodnight last night. Whatever. Don't give a shit. anyway, Mister X, heard I have a big say.
0: batch of questions. That's what I've heard it's on the streets.
1: It's like eight. 888. Eight, eight. So first of all, he wants to say, RIP Tiny, aka Zeus, no holds barred, who scared me as a child. And of course, Debo from Friday. So I think uh, what he's trying to say is rest easy, my homie. Anyways, it's not really a question to our statements. Anyways, for the first question, Brandon, which this is going to be 100% only you because, you know, is it a UFC question? No, it is not. Okay. But it's something that I don't fucking watch. So and you just assume I watch it? Yeah, because you're you watch everything. I think he watched me even once, which is kind of creepy, but whatever. He said, "Now that my Kentucky Wildcats are one and three, can this new roster parentheses uh, yet again cause one and done? Oh, wait, yet again because of the one and done rule, pull it together in time to hopefully make a decent run in the tournament come March."
0: Well. Mr. X, you know I'm such a big college basketball fan. I just, you know, it's not like I just don't pay attention until March Madness, but it's the Kentucky Wildcats. I'm gonna give you some faith. I think they're gonna get their shit together, and I, I I think it's because they're, you know, playing some decent teams early in the season. It's COVID. It's the Rona. You know, everything's all kind of a clusterfuck, but I'm gonna give you hope. No analysis whatsoever. We're gonna get through this together, High School Musical style.
1: Are we going to start singing? Are we going to start singing it now? As long as I'm
0: Vanessa Hutchins.
1: I guess. You can be Ashley Tisdale. How about that? Ooh, sure. I'll take it. This is awkward now. Anyways. uh, Next question. Can the Patriots pull together to make the playoffs now? They're in typical unheard of position. So... Dominic, well, let me give you your
0: thoughts if I can kind of pull up the playoff picture because I, I just want to see exactly where they stand.
1: Well, I know you. I know it's their. They don't have a double double, double digit win in like fucking seventeen years. Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, Newton's kind of still iffy. I feel, and they're down. Somebody, I know one of their one, not a key player, but one of their major players is kind of. An IR, can remember his name. Is that Rex, whatever his name is? Rex Grossman. Sure, whatever.
0: Um, All right, so I got the playoff pitcher up here. So right now, the Colts and the Dolphins are at eight and four holding the last spots. We have the Raiders and the Ravens on the bubble with a seven and five record. Since the Patriots already lost, they have six wins. So no matter what, they're going to be behind the eight ball here. So, I mean, uh, at the moment, they're a game or I guess two games back. So it's not looking so hot with whatever four games left to go.
1: What are we in week 14? Basically they would need everybody to lose and they would need to win at least three games.
0: Pretty much, pretty much. And they are third in the AFC behind the dolphins and those uh, bills. So they're definitely uh, not. I mean, I think they're kind of hoping for the dolphins to maybe fall off a cliff.
1: That's not looking good for them. Patriots. You know, they would have kept Brady. Maybe they had a little bit of a chance. Um, Let's see. Is Trevor Bauer being named to the all-MLB team as a Red just a slap in the face at this point for Red fans? I think so.
0: Don't you agree? I mean, he had a pretty good year, Cy Young Award winner, and he played for the Reds last year. So what else is there? What what is he going to do? Shout out to Liam Hendricks, first-team reliever, even though Devin Williams probably should have been on there as well. But yeah. i mean i, I, mean, I it probably should have been liam and Devin because they actually won their respective whatever reliever of the year awards just saying i think it's kind of a
1: slap but maybe maybe the reds can use that as like a little like hey come on you won this year win again next year whatever um uh, let's see okay on to the wrestling portions of the questions got a couple more wrestling questions here um with all these injuries after War Games, should NXT consider regaining the craziness of the future War Game matches to save the performers, or is it a case of they know what they're signing up for? Well,
0: it's wrestling, you know, uh, it ain't ballet, as they would say. But as I said, I felt as though there should only have been one War Games match, and if you only had one War Games match, and that would have been the men's, you wouldn't have had uh, my girl Candice breaking or hurting her wrist. I don't know what's up with Dakota Kai, if that's kayfabe or not. But, I mean, it's a tough matchup. It's a tough match. So, you know, maybe if you cut it, if you take out one, obviously you're going to have some lesser injuries.
1: Okay. It appears that NXT is pushing Raquel Gonzalez. How far will this push go? Possibly a title reign question, or don't think
0: raquel is going to win the title i think it's just a good one off feud one a giant for eo to slay uh, i have no issue with it i know maybe some people had some issues with raquel beating eo pinning her in the wargames match but i think she was kind of the one person that wasn't like you know, built up and not like a, a four. I mean, she is a force, but she doesn't have like the credibility that maybe some of the other wrestlers did. So I think she was able to gain the most from it. I think that's that's what they did. And she had another uh, main event win this week. And I mean, I think Io and Raquel is a, a good kind of placeholder feud. I don't know if it's going to culminate early at New Year's Evil or
1: at whatever the next takeover is. I mean, going off of that real quick though, I mean, who... Clearly no one really thinks Gonzalez is gonna be the next champion. Where who will be the female to dethrone Eo? You're fine. Yeah, Dominic, you are fine. Oh. <laughs> With a fat ass. I, I just wa- I, I just wanna I just wanna point out, I fucking told her I muted and said, I'm gonna stay unmuted, so don't say anything. <laughs> and then she fucking said, You're fine. Yeah, Jesus. EO fine piece of me. Oh my god.
0: I'm I'm need a low afternoon my- delight, Dominic? I mean, I
1: mean, you know, if it's possible.
0: Okay, well, Dominic, get some get some afternoon delight. Uh, who could dethrone EO as champion? I think uh, the easy contenders are Rhea, Tony Storm. I, th- I mean, I think that's kind of like the, the two contenders I kind of think of. I think Tony as a heel. I think that was kind of the the thing that they're pushing towards the most. So I think at the end, I think Tony Storm as a heel winning the championship is probably – I don't know if it's the – I would maybe say the best case scenario. But uh, I think that's where I'm going to put my money on. Dominique, you done yet?
1: Yeah, I'm done yelling at her. Okay. But she did say, I had to make my debut. (laughs) So you return? It's a return, he said. A return of what? I'm always here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. Are we witnessing the resurgence of God as a major tag team power in New Japan after they just won the World Tag Team League?
0: You mean Gorilla Destiny? Uh, he's, it
1: says God. That's because they're, they're Gorillas
0: of Destiny. I was thinking, you know, God is like, you know, making his comeback on uh, Vince McMahon after he did the job all those years back.
1: Eh. I mean, I guess. I mean, I I, I can, can, can I can I can see that. I can see it.
0: Big fan of Gorillas of Destiny. Glad to see them win the World Tag League. Have a have a good little match at Wrestle Kingdom. I'll be honest. I've been a little slacking on the uh, the New Japan, but now the yeah, Wrestle me Kingdoms. Too. You've always been slacking on the on the New <laughs> Japan, but now that uh, Wrestle Kingdoms just around the corner, kind of got to get back into the groove. And uh, yeah, maybe possible Wrestle Kingdom. Watch along with Dominic and I at three o'clock in the morning.
1: If we, if you legitimately plan it, I will do it. Like, you know, if you legitimately like, have, if, if, if I'll be down, but I ain't doing the shit if, you know,
0: it is two like, nights. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to do those back to back days if we did do it. And it starts like at two in the morning
1: for us or something like that. Right?
0: Uh, well, I think technically like the pre-show starts at midnight or maybe the pre-show starts at 11 and the real show starts at midnight. I forget.
1: And it goes till three? More like four. So that means I would have to have... Basically, your sleep to... schedule just be all fucked up for the rest <sighs> of the week. That's enough. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I mean, I did do an overnight. Two overnights at work. You know, the am a badass. Damn. But, um, you know, last but not least, now that Becky and Seth have had their first child, first of all, congrats. How long will the man wait before returning, or will she even return?
0: That's a big question, Mark. We don't know what a child will do to to somebody. You have plans and like, oh, you know, have the kid take whatever six months off, and then I'll get back to training and come back. And maybe when it happens, it's such a magical moment that you're like, you know what? It puts everything in perspective, and they don't need to come back. I I don't know what Becky's psyche is. I don't know what she's thinking of at the moment. I think she'll return like in terms of like making an appearance i feel like you hold off and don't have her return until like the 2022
1: royal rumble you know give her enough time to be with her kid and you know have seth do his own thing and then you know surprise entrance she wins it goes to wrestlemania wins back her title and fucking reclaims the throne and that's that's the other
0: thing it's like you have two parents who are on the road or they're both wrestlers so they're going to be on the road all the time and maybe becky's like you know seth you know you can go do your thing and i'll stay back or maybe they flip flop and i don't know what the parenting situation will be like
1: with them so that's that's another thing couldn't you just plan out you know everybody has to take just a a a small period of time off you know get written off tv for a little bit i mean you couldn't plan around it and be like Seth does his thing for a year and then becky comes back for a year and you know Something like that.
0: You buy a bus and you take the kid on the road.
1: I was also thinking about that too. You can just take the kid on the road with you. I mean, you can have somebody watch. uh, Wait, was it a boy or a girl? I Can't remember. It's a girl. It's a girl. Shadow Rauks. Rauks. I don't know how you say that. I don't know either. But some like Irish thing. You could. You you couldn't tell me someone can watch the kid while she goes and wrestles, like, and then or you know, well, fuck. I mean, they're clearly not going to be wrestling together, probably. So I mean. You According to Google, Roux is a
0: mixture of fat, especially butter and flour, used in making sauces. So
1: I think that's a row. 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 Rar. Anyways, I mean, if Say they're that. not going to be what? what? <laughs> if they're not going to be wrestling together, I mean, you could have daddy watch it while mommy wrestles and then mommy watches when daddy wrestles and then everyone's happy, right? Is that it for the questions? You can have you can have Auntie Stephanie and Uncle Hunter watch the baby. Uncle Trips. <laughs> Uncle Trips, I like it. No, yeah, that that, that that's it for uh, Mr. X's questions. And you know, Mr. X, totally understand. You know, it's a last minute kind of thing. You know, because we planned this horrendous thing early, which never again, never fucking again,
0: never again until we do it next time. All right, now let's get into the wrestling topics not questions we already did that uh Goldberg he was on the bump and he kind of teased a feud with Roman kind of calling him out Roman clapped back on Twitter uh Goldberg against Roman seemingly is in the mix this was supposed to be in Wrestlemania this year it didn't happen Dominic, um, your thoughts on uh, maybe going back to this and now rule now rules are reversed but now Roman is a heel full-fledged heel
1: yeah, but I feel like with him being a full fledged heel, it's a little different scenario. Goldberg I mean, so what you're gonna have Goldberg lose? It doesn't make really any sense to have him lose now when at least when he was gonna lose, he was gonna be champion. So I, I'm not I'm not a fan of it at all. Um, they need to figure something else out. I think
0: Goldberg has to lose. He should lose to Roman Reigns, and I think if this doesn't like culminate WrestleMania where there's supposed to be fans in attendance, I think having no fans is actually a positive for the storyline. Cause I think if Goldberg were to go up against a heel, cool, badass Roman Reigns, the crowd would cheer Roman and that would just, you know, mess everything up. So I think if they can get to this, like at Aurora Rumble where there's nobody in attendance and they can have the match, Roman goes over and it's not like a clusterfuck in terms of the crowd reception. I think that's probably the best case scenario, but let's be honest. They're, they're probably going to do it at WrestleMania if they can't get The Rock. The Rock? Maybe, oh, God, Goldberg wins the Royal Rumble. Oh, fuck.
1: You're you getting scared now, huh? Yeah, give it a biggie. Let Biggie win, or Dan Bryan. I'll go with Biggie. I think he deserves it.
0: You know, they haven't been, been doing too much with them as a singles singles guy. Now, uh, going to the perfor, or I guess going to the performance center are going to be a whole bunch of wrestlers because apparently Vince McMahon threw a little temper tantrum backstage and said that all these guys don't know how to work, so now they got to go back to the performance center. Some of these you mean mean you understand what he's talking about. We got Dabakato, Dio Madden, and AJ Styles big bad bodyguard Omus. Omus omus, I don't know. The big dude. Uh, Otis apparently is also on that list. And surprisingly, the one everyone's talking about is Keith Lee. Yes, Vince McMahon thinks Keith Lee cannot work. Sending him back to the PC to train with Drew Gulak, by the way. Should have Drew Gulak. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I mean, we heard news that Vince was a big proponent of Keith Lee. And, oh, how the tides have turned to where he's saying uh, he doesn't know how to work, brother.
1: I mean, definitely, Vince, you need to maybe watch your own product and see that keith lee is probably one of the best superstars you have that's not a main i mean i'm not going i'm i'm i'll say keith lee's not a big name yet i mean i know he's made his his name on the indie scene and everything like that but you know to say he doesn't know how to work is fucking absurd so maybe he needs to watch his own product maybe gets needs to get his head out of his ass i'm sorry but that's just just uncalled for
0: do you think this is one of those things that Vince is going to cut off his nose, despite his face. And it's going to like anger Keith. And he's like, you know, fuck y'all. I don't, I don't need you. And then he like goes off and does AEW or goes back to the indie scene. Cause he sees how he's being treated. I mean, there's wrestlers who you would think would be that way, but there's also guys like Kevin Owens and others who like, they, they like their job. It was always their dream to work WWE. And it's, it's a nice happy paycheck. And I got, they got kids.
1: I mean, I I can see it, but Mia Yim, his I think girlfriend. I don't think they're married yet, but she still works there. So I mean, it's one Where's of the things been? where it's uh, pff, oh fuck you. I haven't seen her in a while. Shut the fuck up. Um, but it's one of the things where it's like, you know, you're together more now because you guys are kind of on the same schedule a little bit. So yeah, maybe you just smile and say yes. Maybe I maybe I could use some practice and just get it over with and. Maybe doing this gets you to the top, and you know you become the next face of the company. Or do you just say fuck it, take the CM CM puck approach, and say fuck you, I'm going to go somewhere else. I don't know. I either way, Keith Lee is going to make the right choice no matter what. I mean,
0: Keith Lee can uh, he can be a little little vocal on the Twitter on the on the Twitter machine. I was trying to see if I can see anything. I don't know. Let's see. In time, blocked. No, I was trying to see if, like, he tweeted it, like, subtweeted anything, and uh, someone tweeted, I'm like, you mad, this 44-year-old man crying forever fan? I'm don't i, don't, I, don't, I don't, I'm just going to stay off, stay off of Twitter, people. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I agree with that. Keith Lee is a fantastic talent, as I keep saying. Like, he's been on the main roster for whatever, like, four months now, and he still hasn't really done anything in terms of, like, substance or storyline. So, eh, just... Hope that they don't bury him too much and maybe he can see the light and goes to AW or goes to New Japan or goes, God, even impact at this point. Uh, We shall see. Uh, We're going to go to NXT first. They had their War Games spectacular last Sunday. I already kind of talked about the injury aspect of things. We had two War Games matches, unfortunately. Dominic, Team Shotzi lost. My team, Team Candice won. And the Undisputed Era won in their war games match. Uh, any any takeaways you want to talk about from war games? Any thoughts?
1: No, I mean it, it was a typical war games. I mean, a couple spot high spots, you know, one heel team had a win, one one face team had a win. So nothing really.
0: All right, yeah, not, nothing, nothing really too major. I mean, a lot of the stuff we're gonna talk about is the fallout on NXT. We had a fin fin. He made his return. He cut a promo. Kind of typical Finn Balor shoot-style promo. And we get the uh, Parade of Contenders. We get uh, Pete Dunne, uh, Kyle O'Reilly, and Damian Priest. They all just kind of go back and forth. Finn was like, you know, fuck you. You guys didn't let me finish. I'm going to defend my title at New Year's Evil on January 6th. Whoever that is, it ain't my problem. That's Regal's problem. And then as he's on the on the stage smoke comes out of the stage and the smoke show returns scarlet bordeaux just kind of eyes down Finn. Finn. Finn walks away and then damon priest actually calls her the smoke show which is like the first time we've ever heard that in nxt big pop for me on that one and he he was like you know where's where's your man at you just told him to sit in the car while you do all his work for him or something like that uh, your
1: thoughts on the opening segment dominic I definitely think it was one of the better openings they've had in a while in my opinion. Um this this Finn Balor, I know he's been hurt and everything but like it, it's kind of hurting me, it kind of hurt more for him to come out and not and to pretty much be like I'm not wrestling until next next month. It just irritated me a little bit, but I guess they kind of saved the day with Scarlett coming out and you know kind of the foreshadowing of what's to come. What is to come? We shall
0: find out. We had Tony Storm backstage kind of talking about the War Games match. And then EO showed up and said, uh, the only thing I got to worry about now is my title. And I was like, I don't like you, Tony. And they fight back and forth. Uh, So just kind of like a one-off kind of planted the seeds for maybe EO and Tony having a a fight later on down the line. But in this segment, the babyfaces get one up on Tony. Just a kind of straightforward beatdown segment with EO and Ember kind of teaming up on Tony Storm.
1: Which I'm cool with. I mean, like you. I mean, they did win at War Games, so you know Dave Hayes did need to get get their come up, which they did.
0: We get Tommaso Champa taking on Cameron Grimes. Timothy Thatcher was sitting at a ringside, similar to what Champa did a few weeks back. And Champa gets the win over Cameron Grimes. Uh, I mean, match was fine. I think Grimes is kind of locked into his his kind of mid to low mid card spot still continuing on with this chompa thatcher feud I, I they're kind of not going at each other but uh, maybe uh, as i said possibly they team up because they they kind of respect each other and they hate everybody else
1: i mean en- enough about Ciampa, whatever i my whole issue is with grimes i feel like they're turning him into more of a jobber you know that like you know, mid tier, where oh, you have to beat me to get to move on to the next level, kind of issue. Which I I do have a problem with it. Not not to say he's main main roster ready, but they need to maybe invest a little bit more into Cameron Grimes. He's definitely a talented wrestler. So, you know, that's my whole takeaway from this whole match.
0: I am very high on Cameron Grimes. I do think he has been better in this particular gimmick or performance that he's been doing recently. I think he's kind of found the happy medium, not going too over the top, too cartoonish in his heel mannerisms. Uh, but I think at the moment, uh, Champa should be maybe a little bit more of a priority just because it's going to take some time to kind of build Grimes back up. I kind of wish Grimes got the win against Loomis just because I think highly more of him than Loomis. But I mean, eating back-to-back uh, losses here, it doesn't hurt him too too much because it is Tommaso Champa still, but I do agree with you. I think Grimes could be more.
1: I, I was waiting for you to, to okay, going on to the next one. Like I, you know, you did you didn't transition. You can transition.
0: Okay, going on to the next one. We had another cinematic vignette thingy with Boa and Zaya Lee. Uh, they were all bloody, blistered, they were training. Xylee beaten up on some wood mannequin thing in Boa getting Singapore caned. I don't know what the hell's going on. I know WWE doesn't do blood, I like intentional blood, like at all. So I thought it was kind of weird that they decided to make this a segment with blood prominently featured in it.
1: I mean, it it's uh I mean technically it's not WWE, it's NXT. So you know there can be blood. But I don't know. I kind of liked it it's it's not different because we've seen it before like we've seen these types before but it, it's to me it was different in a weird way i can't explain it but i liked it i could dig it
0: it is different i mean they're kind of i think i don't exactly know what they're building towards because there's like this spooky like i think it's a woman like a leader behind it all so i don't know if that's leading to her debut or if it's just leading to xylee and boa being repackaged and being something of you know be, let, letting them be different. Uh, it's different. It doesn't take up too much of NXT's time. So, for kind of a uh, 90 second spot on NXT, I don't hate it that much. Then, moving on to the Garganos uh, Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, Indy Hartwell, and uh, Austin, I said Austin Aries, Austin Theory. They were all in the ring uh, celebrating their victories from War Games. Johnny Gargano, you know, typical over the over the top comedy heel stuff. Thought it was a good back and forth. Uh, I mean, maybe they can dial it back a little bit, but I think uh, with with Gargano kind of being the size he is, as a, as a heel, he kind of has to go in the weaselly, annoying heel route.
1: Brandon, be honest, you're okay with it. You 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 love Gargano. You love what he's doing. So just be honest. You you enjoy- Stop squeaking the dead. Ball. Give me the fucking ball. The ball. You love what Gargano's doing. I didn't say
0: like I hated it. I just said, you know, maybe sometime. I mean, he's a heel Dominic, and it's kind of annoying what he's doing. It's almost like I want to see him get beat up. Someone shut him up.
1: But you want him to beat people up. So you're, you, you enjoy it. you find finding it annoying, but you enjoy it.
0: Uh-huh. What do you, do you enjoy this, Dominic? I mean, what do you think?
1: I love it. I love everything that's going on and the next war games next year, it's going to be, it's going to be the Garganos versus somebody else. Watch.
0: So we're going to get it. We're going to get an intergender war games match.
1: Yes. Believe it.
0: Believe that. So we had uh Damien priest make his way down, uh, kind of talking some, tra- well, gonna talk some trash to uh, Johnny Gargano, but he gets cut off by carrying cross. And I-, I thought that was a nice little, uh, you know, weaving of storylines together, uh, Karrion Cross beats down uh, Damien priest and he drives off with Scarlet. And that was that. So you, kind of your thoughts on the reintroduction of Karrion
1: Cross here. Well, my thing is this, he is beating? Is he going to beat up everyone? And then he's kind of the last contender for Finn, or is it going to be, he reasserts himself to the title picture. And basically it's Finn and Karrion. Cause I, I'm kind of lost in that that realm.
0: I read it more as Damian Priest called out, uh, Kairi Cross. So Cross was going after Priest because what he said to Scarlet. So I think this is going to be more of like a one-off of where Kairi and Priest have a fight or have a match at uh, New Year's Evil to kind of delay Kairi going after the NXT title. Maybe it's done. I mean, I think it'd be really fun to see done in uh, Finn Balor, but maybe you want to hold off on that one as well. So I think this is just kind of a nice way to get Cross back involved, have a little one-off month-long feud, and then they can, you know, do the title
1: match if they want to get the title back on them. I mean, do you think uh, do you think it is a good idea for Cross not to go after the NXT title again, or at least at the moment? Do you think it'd be better for him to go more North American and have that title for, you know, get his feet wet with? the North American have him do some stuff with maybe priest and Gargano and you know, something like that. Or do you think he's ready to assert himself to the world title?
0: I think you just put him back where he left off. He vacated the title, put him right back in the title picture in the main title picture. And I think he's still a heel. So I think feuding with Gargano and priest, and I don't think priest is like the most sympathetic figure. I think he's much more better of a fit as a heel than a baby face. So putting Gargano who's, you know, kind of the lovable annoying heel against the badass carrying cross. I think that kind of puts Priest in an awkward situation if he is the baby babyface.
1: Okay, okay, okay. We'll, we'll wait and see.
0: We shall wait and see. We had Pete Dunn defeating Killian Dane. We had a little uh, brawl segment after the opening promo because uh, Pete Dunn was the one who bashed a car door into Killian Dane's head. Uh, they have a match. We had a distraction finish in NXT. Love to see it. Pete Dunne gets the win over Killian Dane, as he should. Kind of would have done without the distraction finish. I don't think you need to protect Dane all that much. Just have Pete Dunne put him over or have Pete Dunne beat him. And that's that. You don't need to try to protect Killian Dane.
1: I mean, it's still nice because Dane is massively bigger than Dunne. So, I mean, it does. But at the
0: moment you're trying to build up Pete Dunn. If he is facing Finn for the title, have him just beat Dane clean. I Maybe mean, a little bit of interference,
1: but like have him beat him. Uh I I, I like what they did instead. I, I'm not I'm you know, I'm not saying I'm old school and crazy like that, but he's a big dude, he's a badass dude. Not not taking anything away from Dunn, but you know, it, it does help to have that interference and stuff like that, you know, make it a little more. Believable that Dunn could actually beat him up.
0: I just think that's kind of the issue with WWE and their finishes. That is that individually, you can justify why you do the distraction finish, but when you do five of them on one show, it doesn't mean anything when you do them.
1: Well, were there five on this show?
0: Uh, well, I don't exactly have all the matches in front of me, but uh, no, they were not. I will. I will. Okay, concede so to it, that. W- so
1: it worked well for this match.
0: I mean, for this match, but it doesn't mean that NXT never does distraction finishes. Oh,
1: my God.
0: Whatever. In the main event, we had Raquel Gonzalez taking on Ember Moon in the main event, and Raquel Gonzalez gets the win. So big back-to-back wins for Gonzalez over NXT Women's Champions. And as I said, kind of cementing her spot as a number one contender to io shirai uh tony storm came up came out was gonna go beat down an ember moon but uh, rhea ripley makes the save rhea and tony have a little bit of a stare down tony backs off and then we get rhea and raquel having a stare down I already saw this feud a few months ago but what do you make of the ending do you think they're going towards ripley and tony do you think they're doing ripley and gonzalez again what do you see is going on here
1: I think they'll do Rhea and Tony again. I mean, I think that the match they had at the May Young Classic was amazing. So I think they're going to want to duplicate that into a uh, a decent storyline. Maybe the winner facing EO, and you know, you can have Tony go over on Rhea, and then let that storyline play out with Tony and EO.
0: All right, all right. Moving on to AEW Dynamite. Now, before we talk about Dynamite, we don't talk about ratings on the show all that often, but I thought this week was a particularly big one. The AEW drew a, not record, but a impressive 995,000 people. A big win over NXT, who only drew 659,000 people. Now, Dominic, what's your thoughts on Dynamite drawing this big number? Do you think Dynamite's heading in the right direction? Do you think this is kind of a, a, a sign of improvement of just people recognizing that it's been a good show, which I think it has been your thoughts on the impressive number by AEW.
1: I think it's a little bit of everything. I think it's a little bit of, you know, people realizing that it's a better, better product. It's people hearing about people coming in, people returning legends, a little bit of everything. I, you know, I'm not going to, you can't really pertain it to one exact thing, but I think it's just all around a little bit of everything is, is changing for the good in AEW.
0: I agree. I think the AEW has been a really good show. And I think we uh, might be on the cusp of a, uh, a nice wrestling, maybe not a wrestling boom, but AEW gaining a lot of popularity in the opening match. We had the young bucks taking on the hybrid Two And Helico and Jack Evans and the young bucks get the win here. Really, really good match. High paced, high octane. The bucks said, uh, they pre they did an interview that i listened to and they said that this was going to be a good old-fashioned pwg spot fest and that pretty much uh is what it was and i enjoyed it quite a bit
1: it was okay that's it that's your analysis, no, I, was I-, I, joking. analysis. I was joking no um i i enjoyed the match fairly i i, I actually really liked it um for the longest time, I, I for some reason I kept calling them the Hardies because, you know, they it kind of looked familiar and you know I'm I'm probably a little retarded so, um, but I really enjoyed it. I never really was into PWG, never saw any other shit for the longest time, so it kind of gave me a glimpse of all the things that I missed. So I really enjoyed the match.
0: And I like how this was kind of, you know, the Young Bucks got a win, TH2 put up a really good fight, but in the end the higher-level team got the win, as they should have. And we're going to see more of those matches on the show. And it, it, this is what happens when you actually don't have 50-50 booking. You have you know, set levels to this shit, and the higher-level team will win. But yet, the lower-level team gains something from it. Were you going to say something? I was going to transition, but uh, yeah, I was going to try to leave you hanging
1: and see if you are going to say something. I was, but no, nah, Transition.
0: We had a Darby Allen segment. He did the uh, therapy, the therapy blotch, whatever readings. Uh, different than what he's been doing. Your thoughts?
1: Uh, I didn't really care for it. I I feel like it was just a, a filler spot in the in the in the schedule or whatever you want to call it. I didn't really care for it.
0: I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, it wasn't too in depth. It wasn't too crazy, but uh, I thought it was a nice little differentiating from what we saw from darby in the past then we had sting making his maybe like official debut for uh aw i guess uh we had tony shivani cody rhodes arn anderson sting comes out uh, arn talks a little bit to sting he leaves and then sting carries the bulk of the segment talking to cody talking to darby up in the uh, nosebleeds a uh, big sting guy over here dominic what'd you think of sting's Inaugural promo in AEW.
1: For some reason, I was waiting for him to start to to mention when he like grabbed Cody and pat him on the back. Like I was waiting for him to say something like, "Oh, your father would have wanted this," you know, like something related to Dusty. But uh, I thought it was fine. I I mean, I'm hearing rumblings that he's gonna wrestle. I'm trying to think like who who would gang the most from wrestling Sting. Is it Cody? But then I but then in the back of my mind, I'm going. If it's Cody, I feel like it's he signed a Sting just for him, not for the company. It was for him to wrestle Sting. You know what I mean? So I I, I don't I think everything was fine. I just I I wish I knew what was gonna go on in the future. So it is leaving me hanging me. It's making me want to tune in next week to see what new information comes out and stuff like that.
0: I mean, I thought that the the promo, the segment was fine. I thought it was good. Uh Sting always wasn't really the best promo in the world it's always kind of awkward to kind of hear his voice behind that character but as an older wrestler someone who is not going to wrestle all that often it seemed like he will wrestle but he can't just be a mute and just sit there and you know sit up in the rafters say nothing and then you know beat someone up or have like a 20 minute match that's not what's gonna happen so you know him talking it was fine i think at the moment, I feel like there's more juice behind the Darby feud or the Darby match, if there is one, than the Cody thing. I, I mean, I kind of understand where you're coming from. If Cody is like the first guy to wrestle Sting, it is seems like it's kind of self-fulfilling. So but I think overall, they're doing a good job with Sting at the moment. want to wait and see exactly how they portray him and how they use him on a week-to-week, month-to-month basis.
1: See, I, I, would, I would be totally okay with him to be more of a um, – you know enforcer kind of like how they had stone cold back in like the early 2000s where he was like sheriff austin whatever you know he would you know kind of you know if he sees somebody does something illegal and wins the match he comes down hey no restart the match fuck that you can't do that in this company you can't low blow him behind the refs back restart the fucking match like i would enjoy him to be more of an enforcer like a good gm or something like that but you know just having sting in the company is great no matter what so
0: yeah, I think you probably want him to be like the, the quote-unquote authority without without being like management, like something to that elk, not exactly like restarting matches or making matches, but if something pops off, he can just kind of pop in and out. It can be kind of like a fun way to have him interact with the entire uh, promotion. Uh, right after that, we had a Team Taz segment. Uh, we kind of got everyone in the picture at the same time, Taz, Ricky Starks, Powerhouse Hobbs, Brian Cage, and Taz's son, Hook. Uh, good solid promo just kind of establishing just everybody just being there good visual i i enjoyed it taz
1: has a kid named hook yep hell of a name how the fuck do you get you know my name's taz this is hook like it doesn't really fucking roll off the tongue real well you know to be like another looney tune that'd be pretty cool you know like you know i'm the taz and you know this is bugs Maybe, maybe. Um, I didn't really. I don't really care for this fucking group at all, really. So I didn't really pay attention too much.
0: We had Dustin Rhodes defeating Ten, and we had the Dark Order come out. Evil Uno trying to recruit Dustin. Nice little uh, seven reference, saying that Dustin Rhodes could be seven of the Dark Order. I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoyed the little Easter egg uh, overall. Segments was all right, and the match was fine.
1: Yeah, the match was fine. Dustin proven that age just a number can still work as well as the other ones. But, you know, Dustin needs to do something. I feel like he's kind of just there. He's not really a part of anything. So he needs to do something.
0: Uh, Also, with the Dark Order segment, we had Hangman Page confirming or I guess saying that he's going to team with uh, Adam Silver and Adam Silver. (laughs) John Silver. He's not going to team up with the NBA commissioner. Uh, John Silver and Adam Alex Reynolds of the Dark Order. Uh, I mean, anything from that, just kind of a a one-off segment and Adam Page kind of flirting with the Dark Order.
1: I mean, I really want to see this Adam Silver match. I mean, that would be pretty cool. Other than that, no, I'm not really interested.
0: I mean, Maybe we get some sort of NBA TNT crossover with Adam Silver stepping into the ring.
1: (laughs) I'd love for him to do a fucking, you know, stunner on somebody. That'd be pretty cool.
0: Maybe he'll do it on Shaq because Shaq is involved with AEW. They had a sit down with Shaq, Tony, and Brandy. And I don't know what to make of this segment. I think Brandy is supposed to be the baby face, but she was very unlikable. Yeah, Shaq was throwing some jabs at Brandy, but I thought she overreacted a lot. And they had just an obvious cup of water just for Shaq to get a cup of water thrown in his face. Dominic, what do you think of, of this?
1: I mean, let's let, let's be real here. I think if if somebody threw a couple of water shacks, Shaq would just stand up and just tower over the person and be like, "Yeah, I'm going to beat that ass." So that being said,
0: I wanted like a I, real Shack impression. I was waiting for it.
1: Oh, I, I'm not I'm not good at Shaq. <laughs> but uh, no, I I didn't care for the segment all that much. I, I didn't really understand the sit down. I know it had to do with the, the, the fact that Brandy got hurt from that lady, but I, I, I didn't really care for it. Yeah. I mean,
0: I think it was kind of like the first chapter of maybe a, an intergender match, but we shall see. We had the inter circle segment trying to squash their beef, their inner turmoil, uh, uh, What, Sami Zayn and MJF kind of going back and forth and they kind of squash their thing. And then at the end, which I thought was uh, kind of a fun sight to see, we had Jake Hager and Wardlow going back and forth. And seemingly everything is is cool and they're going to be very serious, which they have been serious for the past few weeks, which I have quite enjoyed
1: with the Inner Circle thus far. See, this comes back to the whole Taz group thing. Not, Not that I don't like Inner Circle. I just feel like it's starting to get a little out of hand. You know, WWE, it's more... It's one, two, three people tops. I'm all for having trios, you know, but I don't like the, the giant groups. Not, not, not to say that you, it's, it's a bad thing because you can have just, you know, guerrilla warfare and just go, people will go fucking nuts and stuff like that. But to me, it just gets a little out of hand that there's just so many teams.
0: Too many Colts, as Dominic said back in the day. Uh, We had a six-man tag, the Kingston family, defeating Lance Archer and the Lucha Bros. Uh, The match itself was all right, but I'm not a fan of the Lucha Bros and Lance Archer losing once again to the Butcher and the Blade, I think. Yeah, I know they had they written off Pentagon with the injury, but uh, and they're probably going to get the win at the end. But I think in the meantime, the Lucha Bros should be protected uh, a bit more. Oh, she
1: yelled I, it. no i i was just about to speak and then i heard her right when she opened i, I all i heard was oh and i muted the, f- the phone so i don't know if you heard all that but um i'm afraid for my life right now brandon um I, I don't understand i i wasn't paying attention she was too busy you know telling me to sit up straight and stuff like that so uh pentagon will be back soon the jabros whatever lance archer Blah, 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 A.W. Wrestling.
0: Dominic needs to practice perfect posture. Then we had maybe the, the marquee segment of the show. We had Don Callis and Kenny Omega arriving via helicopter. They had technically their second promo since Kenny turned heel and won the title. Pretty much, not exactly word for word, but very close to the promo that they cut on Impact. So for people who didn't watch Impact but watch AEW. He didn't miss anything on Impact. It was pretty much the exact same thing. Don't know if that's going to be the thing to come, that they kind of just rehash everything, if Kenny is on Impact a lot more, which it seems like it will be. Uh, set, it seems as though Kenny will be a part of some Impact pay-per-views, and uh, it's looking as though it's not brand warfare or anything like that. It's more just Kenny getting dates in Impact and Don Callis getting dates in AEW. Yeah, Bubby. Yeah,
1: Bubby. Yeah, Bubby. Oh, that she's that that's, that's what we call a mascot behind closed doors. It's Bubby, but um, you know I I I, I am okay with Kenny being an impact. I'm okay with Callis being in in AEW. But one thing is, I don't want, and this is me being selfish. Maybe I don't really want to see too many crossover wrestling. You know what I mean? Like I don't need to see a bunch of impact on aw and a bunch of aw on impact. You can have them too, Kyle, Callis and Omega Switch. But I don't want to start seeing a big crossover.
0: Yeah, I don't think that's what exactly we're going to be seeing. I think, it, as I said, just th- those two guys going back and forth, which, I mean, Kenny's on some Impact pay-per-views or some shows having some matches. could be fun. It has kind of put Impact in a little predicament of who you're putting over. You're going to always put over Kenny and that just kind of devalues your champions or your wrestlers, but we shall see. Then in the main event, we had MJF taking on orange Cassidy for the dynamite diamond ring. It turned into an impromptu lumberjack match. As JR said Uh, in the end, MJF gets the win after Miro interferes on orange Cassidy and MJF gets the win continuing on with the Miro best friends feud and so MJF continues to hold the diamond ring, which is pretty much his gimmick, because I think that was what the whole thing was made for.
1: I mean, that's that's cool, that's cool and all, but I, I don't see why Miro had to interfere realistically. It just makes no sense to me, I think.
0: Because Orange Cassidy turned off his Xbox in that one segment. Yeah, that's so fucking stupid.
1: <laughs> like, dude, this shit's so annoying. I don't know. Yeah, I mean,
0: I love what Miro does in the ring. I love the intensity and the way he carries himself, but it's just everything outside the ring is the things I have a problem with.
1: And it just makes it hard for me to... See, and this is, this is the reason why I think I'm, I haven't really been paying attention to AEW. And, I mean, and to WWE. I mean, I haven't really been paying attention to both a lot is because of the fact that, you know, the wrestling, the wrestling part is what I like, but, like, the storylines and shit, like, some of it's so fucking stupid. It just turns me off.
0: Well, Dominic, could you tell me what's uh, stupid about what's going on with Kenny Omega and that storyline? Is there something stupid about that? What about Sting? What about uh, you, you said you don't like Taz? What's, what, why don't you like Taz? I think Taz and his goons have been doing a very good job recently.
1: And that will do it for today's podcast. That was Brandon. This is Dominic McGain. Good night.
0: That'll not do it for us for today because, Dominic, you promised the people that you're going to take the trapdoor to Hell wrestling quiz that I made up for them. If you'd like to listen to their answers, listen to trapdoor to Hell right after you listen to this podcast. Uh, so we're going to just bang right through it. So the rules are as such. There are technically 11 questions, uh, 10. I mean, whatever. There's 10 real questions. There's one closest to attendance question, but there are multiple choice answers on most of these questions some of them are not so dominic i'll ask you the question if you get it right without using multiple choice you get two points if you ask for multiple choice and get it right you get one point you got it these are all wrestling related questions
1: got it and are is it a mixture of like new classic attitude or is it just all one main wrestling genre
0: for the most part a lot of this is going to be older attitude era type of wrestling
1: okay let's see if i can uh, make you proud all right let's see uh this this
0: one shouldn't count because i already asked you this question dominic but for practice what is the highest grossing movie starring a wrestler that is not the rock
1: uh oh oh it was uh the bumblebee right the bumblebee movie or with, with the transformers one john cena the B-movie. The B-movie? No. No. Yeah, it was... God damn it, Mary. It was... Yes, the, it was the Bumblebee movie with Transformers 1.
0: Dominic, do you know what the highest grossing movie of all time is? Just take like a guess. Do you know what the highest grossing movie of all time is? Uh,
1: it, it's came out recently. Oh, Endgame. Oh, Batista. God damn it. It was that one. Endgame.
0: Yes, it is Avengers Endgame. Even though I've already gave you this answer, you still got it wrong, but it's okay. (laughs) All right, so let's move on. And this might be another tough question because Dominic has never seen Ready to Rumble, but maybe he knows the plot line. Who does Jimmy King wrestle at the end of the greatest movie of all time, Ready to Rumble?
1: Uh, He wrestles, he wrestles uh, uh, Hulk Hogan, I don't know. Okay, so uh,
0: okay. Do you want to establish parameters to what if you don't know, you have to you have to ask for multiple choice
1: beforehand. Oh, oh So if I guess Hulk Hogan, I don't know, then it I don't it doesn't automatically go because kind of like
0: the way it worked with 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 Door, it was kind of like they didn't know, so they asked for multiple choice. So so for this one, okay. I will give you multiple choice.
1: Okay, okay, so okay, okay, I got. So if I don't know, ask for multiple choice. Because if I don't know and I say I don't know, then it doesn't go to multiple choice. Yes. Okay. Why is so. our,
0: being put in the podcast?
1: Because. because I, I want to do it now. Leave
0: me alone, woman. Okay, Dominic, definitely is not going to be doing the rest of this podcast. All right, so your uh, options are Sid Vicious, Goldberg, Randy Savage, or Diamond Dallas Page. Go with Savage. That is incorrect. We are looking for Diamond Dallas Page.
1: I was going to guess that too. God, God damn it.
0: All right, so then this is a multiple-choice question, so this one is only worth one point. The Undertaker has wrestled at 27 WrestleManias with 25 wins. Both of those are records. These next four men are two through five in WrestleMania appearances, but who has the best winning percentage at WrestleMania? Triple H, Kane, Shawn Michaels, or The Big Show? Who has the best WrestleMania- Winning percentage, not who has the most wins, winning percentage.
1: I'm thinking, give me a minute. I need to change rooms because someone's watching fucking TV now. I will go with, I will go with, I will go with, I'll go
0: Shawn Michaels. And that is incorrect. Kane was the answer we were looking for. He has a 9 and 11 record with a 450 winning percentage. Shawn Michaels actually has the third behind Triple H with 434. He has Shawn Michaels, that is 352, and poor Big Show, 0.294 winning percentage. Now, this one's a big bounce back, Dominic. I think you should be able to get this. I think this is the easiest question I have on the docket, which I think Travis and Tyler both got wrong. So this can be a big bounce back for you. Stone Cold's legendary Austin 316 promo was at King of the Ring 1996. But who was Austin talking about after he just beat him in the finals?
1: Oh, fuck. Um, I'm pretty sure it was. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get it wrong, but I'm going to go with Owen Hart.
0: It is no, it is not. <laughs> uh, the multiple choice answers are Vader, Savio Vega, Hunter Hearst Helms- Helmsley, or Jake the Snake
1: Roberts. It was so it was Triple H or Hunter Hearst Helmsley. No, it wasn't. No, I don't know. It was not. It is Jake the Snake Roberts. This gish fucking thing's fucking retarded.
0: Okay, it's only it's only that word because you're not getting these answers right. Okay, so then this one is after I asked you what I thought was the easiest question, I think this one is the hardest question. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin went to North Texas State, now now known as North Texas University. Can you name the Hall of Fame Steeler or the current day 49ers running back who has also played at North Texas University? A legendary Hall of Fame Steeler or a current day on the roster right now, 49ers running back?
1: What the fuck kind of bullshit is this? Mozart, I don't know. I quit. I don't want do this. This is stupid. Mean
0: Joe Green and Jeff Wilson Jr. were the answers we were looking for. All right. Who does Stone Cold lose to oh when he God. lost his first WWF championship at King of the Ring 1998? Bret Hart. Dominic, when was the Montreal screw job. I don't know. In 1997, the multiple choice question answers are The Rock, Undertaker, Mankind, or Kane.
1: Undert- uh, Undertaker. Um go with The Rock.
0: The Rock won his first WWF Championship at Survivor Series 1998. We were looking for Kane, Dominic, unfortunately. Unfortunately, hate to see it. Okay. We got this. I know you're going to get at least one question, right? I know for sure. You're going to get one question, right? Uh, Who is the first inductee into the WWE hall of fame? First ever.
1: The only person multiple choice, man. I don't fucking know.
0: Vincent J McMahon, Andre, the giant buddy Rogers or gorilla monsoon
1: buddy Rogers.
0: We were looking for Andre the giant. I am sorry. All right, then which pay-per-view did Trish Stratus win her first ro- her first women's championship? Was it Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, or Survivor Series? One of the big
1: four. WrestleMania.
0: We were looking for Survivor Series. It was in 2001 in some six-pack challenge cluster. Fuck. All right, the penultimate question. At Kevin Asvitt's house, Midget Mania might have stole the show, but what was the actual WrestleMania 23 main event?
1: Let's
0: see, 21
1: was was Batista Triple H, 22 was that, so 23 was Cena and Shawn Michaels.
0: Ding, 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 Dominic actually got a question right thank the heavens so that is two points for old dominic hobson which travis surprisingly also did get that question right i was quite surprised he pulled that one straight out of his ass but this was not the question i thought you were going to get right this is the one that i thought you were going to get right because this is only for people who listen to curveballs and chair shots. they know what the answer is to this question at starcast last year which wrestler was dominic the most nervous to meet
1: Shane Helms it is hurricane
0: Shane Helms didn't even need the multiple choice congratulations Dominic you got four points but for shits and giggles we're going to go to the tiebreaker question and I'm going to ask you what was the announced attendance at Wrestlemania 31 at Levi Stadium
1: Uh, wasn't it like 67 68,000 something like that
0: it was not. It was seventy six thousand nine hundred seventy six. Mm. But you were closer—a whole hell of a lot closer than Travis and Tyler. So I will give you a point on that one because Travis said one hundred twenty four thousand.
1: God damn. Uh, and Tyler
0: said three hundred
1: thousand. Do they not know like those stadiums don't hold that many people? I I,
0: I don't understand. I, Travis, I can kind of see that, but three hundred thousand. I, I yeah, I don't understand where they were coming from from that one. So. After a very, very, very shaky start, Dominic, you were able to get your shit together and accumulate five points at the end of it, which I think would have won. I'm not exactly sure, but you did a damn good – it was not looking so hot at the beginning, but it's not – I tell you this all the time, Dominic. It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And you finish strong. That's all that matters.
1: Okay, well, I'm being yelled at. Can I go now?
0: But I want to hear you. I think the people want to hear you get yelled at.
1: Okay, fine. Here. Go, yell at me, because he said he wants to hear it. To hear it. Goodbye. Goodbye. All right, everybody. I
0: guess no Interest. one's going to hear Dominic he yell that. But we will hear the lovely television in the background as Dominic has left. He has skedaddled. You hate to see it. Thank you all very much for tuning in to today's podcast. That'll do it for us here at Curveballs and Cherry Shots. If you'd like to send in any of these questions, unfortunately our number one fan, Haley, has not Asked us a question. I'm gonna do one last check through to see if she has sent it in. She has not. Unfortunately, hate to see it. But if you like to send in a question, send it via email, curveballandcs at gmail.com. Curveballandcs at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at curveballs and cs. And we're also on Facebook, Curveballs and share shouts. Just spell it out. And yeah. Thank y'all very much for tuning in. We're also kind of sponsored by Raise Energy, I think, still. I mean, it's not technically like a sponsorship. It's a partnership, as Dominic would say. You go to repsports.com. Use code CBCS at checkout to get 15% off. You know, it's the the holiday season. They're always doing deals. Deals and steals if you want some some energy drinks or some, some gadgets or gizmos and whatnot. I don't know. Stocking stuff for the kids or for yourself. I don't know. Until next time goodbye and good night uh, bye